0: So hello and welcome to today's episode of Q on Q. I'm honored that you've decided to join me and listen to our podcast this week. Whether you've tuned into a previous episode and are a return listener or whether you're listening for the first time, welcome. In Q on Q, I look forward to talking with you, sharing with you, and hopefully inspiring you in the days and weeks to come. In Q on Q, I'll be sharing about life, inspiration, music, family, and a little bit of everything in between. Well, for this week's episode, there is a note guide available for you. It is available now at our podcast website, QonQ.com. Well, this week's topic is something that I'm sure almost all of us, if not everyone, is very familiar with, and that is the topic of social media. From the title of this week's episode, Get Social, you're probably wondering if this is going to be an advertisement to encourage all of us to join social media. Well, it's not. But it's also not a social media bash fest. Just listen in for the next few moments. I instead want to take a little bit different spin on things. Anybody who's developing and maintaining a presence on social media is looking for followers, people to see and read their material. But bigger than that, they're looking for people to like what they post, comment on what they read, and subscribe or follow to continue to get updates. But do we, as consumers, really pay attention to all of the things we like? Do we read everything and do we know what the pages are and the profiles are or what they represent? Do we think twice before posting a comment or do we let our instant reactions guide us and then words appear before we know it for the world to see? Do we subscribe to or follow accounts and pages because people tell us to? or because they seem like they're the cool thing to do, or because it's something we truly want to follow or know more about. Let's take a look at a few statistics about just what an important role social media plays in our lives. According to a recent survey from Hootsuite, listen to these statistics. We all know that literally millions of people use Facebook. But did you know that Facebook was, in 2019, the world's top Google search Facebook also that year was the world's third most visited website behind Google and YouTube. In the survey, 84% of the people use social media regularly. And other estimates say that 50% of the world's population is using social media. Based on population estimates, that's probably around 3.5 to 4 billion people. 90% of Americans between 18 and 29 say they use social media. And last year, people spent almost three hours on social media every day. Across all devices and from the people who were surveyed, that means that one out of every three hours they spend on the internet spend on social media platforms. 99% of users say that they've accessed social media on mobile devices, and the average social media user has eight different social media accounts. And last statistic, and this is the one that was most startling to me, is 63% of people say that messaging apps are where they feel the most comfortable sharing and talking about content. You know, 15 to 20 years ago, before social media, life seemed so much simpler. We didn't worry about telling the world what we were up to. Back then, you knew what you were having for dinner, but 500 of your friends didn't. Let's admit it. Some of our time during our day was much more productive. We were more focused on tasks or playing with our kids or watching our favorite TV shows, reading a good book. Instead of looking at people's reels and stories and statuses, providing us a way to scroll through and click as a distraction. We didn't worry about what other people got their kids for Christmas or about how impressive the neighbor's vacation was or how the people from high school were flaunting the latest thing that they got or what big promotion our fourth cousin got that we never talked to. Social media has attracted us because it has so many benefits. It gives us the opportunity to connect to people, to provide us with tons of information and help us stay in touch, especially if we're thousands of miles apart. The benefits of social media are tremendous. It allows us essentially real-time engagement with almost anyone. Timelines are truly filled sometimes with raw emotion. But social media has what I like to call perennial pitfalls and opportunities to suck us into endless controversies and temptations that go far beyond who we are or who we represent ourselves as. People wield opinions like swords. Attacks are thrown at others with a few clicks of a keyboard. It's just like standing on the edge of a swift-flowing river and falling in and being carried away by the current, bobbing in and out of the water, without a paddle or a boat or a direction to go, just doing what we feel we need to do to keep our social media presence alive. So before you turn this off and say, well, he's just going to keep bashing social media, please hear me out. I use social media every day and often. I enjoy seeing pictures of puppies, hearing the accomplishments of everyone's kids, celebrating with others about that big promotion, and seeing encouraging verses or quotes to lift me up. But here's the reality. We use social media to be social with others, and we very often hide behind the guise of distance and text to create an image of ourselves that's different from real life. Or rather, we allow technology to inflate our persona. Now, for some people, using this technology allows them to have this communication in the first place, because for some people, talking face-to-face with others literally scares them, but they feel comfortable behind typing. People who are hundreds or thousands of miles away from each other, whose schedules don't line up, can share a lot more about their personal lives to feel like they can stay connected with people they rarely or never see. But what I find troubling is this. Why do we allow social media to make us something that we're not? If you've listened to some of my previous episodes, you know I spoke several weeks back about developing one word as a focus for the year, and one of my words several years ago was genuine. I strive to be genuine and real in all aspects, inside, outside, writing, speaking, in person and online, and this is where many of us struggle. It's easy to type something that isn't true or inflate the facts if it'll get us more likes, right? It makes us feel good to have what seems like thousands of friends, maybe even makes us seem popular, but here's the question I often ask myself. If a person can be friends with me on social media, but can't look me in the eye to say hello in public, are they really a friend? Or is your friendship with them just a number? What's most important for all of us regarding social media is to have the wisdom to check our hearts regularly by keeping some key questions in mind. Is what we like on social media what we really like? Are we commenting things that we could say would come out of our mouths, especially to somebody's face? And do we subscribe to things that align with our beliefs and our philosophies? Well, we all love validation. There's no doubt about that. Our emotions want an outlet, and we all feel we need a place to complain and express our anger sometimes. I sometimes do that with my spouse, and I'm sorry, honey, if you're listening to this. Sometimes I vent, and she graciously listens with an open ear. But sometimes, we feel we have to hop on social media and vigorously oppose views that are not the same as ours, or mow down another person's viewpoint, leading to a flurry of back and forth and back and forth, comments and subcomments, tweets, retweets, and shares. Why do we do this? Because when we act on our own accord, When we act on our impulses, we seek validation that we are right. And to be very blunt and very honest, it's a superiority complex. It's nothing more than an ego trip, whether we choose to admit it or not. And walking by our own guide might be an accepted form on social media. But in the scriptures, Romans 8 reminds us that it's not possible to please God when we act in the flesh. Romans 8 verses 5 through 8 in the NIV translation says this, Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. As believers, we're called to put fleshly impulses aside and walk by the Spirit. And yes, that includes when we're on social media, especially given its reach and impact. When we post, Are we reflecting the love of God in what we post? Are we slow to respond when we're judged or criticized, or if something posted isn't what we agree with? Are our words showing love and kindness toward others? Ultimately, are we being a blessing? Today I want to give you a few practical things to think about related to social media, both in how and how much we use it, and in our interaction with the people that we're friends with and the pages and channels we follow. And I'll say again, like I said earlier, I'm not here to bash social media or say you shouldn't be on it. I think social media is awesome. It's allowed me to connect with people who live very far away and gives me a chance to share my faith and my testimony. It allows others to follow our family story. I'm here just to simply share with you from what I've experienced, things I've found myself doing, ways I've shifted my thinking and actions, and how I've begun to use social media in a good way. So how do we engage the world of social media? Well, the first thing I've learned about social media is this. Surfing isn't productive. Surfing might pass the time. It's always fun to see what new pets people get, who bought a house, or what fun activities people are involved in. But surfing also includes seeing the latest political fight, seeing somebody bashing a business, and tons of negativity. Now, I'm not judging people who post negative things on social media. But easily, over half of the things that show up on our timelines include some negative point to something that we just don't need to see. I'm simply saying this, reading it all and dwelling on and feeding off of other people's negativity or their negative business, to be honest, that wasn't yours to begin with, isn't a productive use of your time. In Ephesians 5, Paul talks about following God's example when he shares these words in verses 15 and 16, and this is from the NIV. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Are you making the most of the time you have to serve the calling he has on your life? Have you ever looked at your phone to examine your amount of time on social media? Try to improve your offline to online ratio. Try to break the habit of waking up and looking at social media first thing in the morning. Place a higher value on face-to-face contact and offline relationships. Remember that online relationships and interactions can't truly show the depths of who you are. The more time you spend in person with others, the more you're able to see people authentically. The more they're able to see you, and to be honest, the more you're able to see yourself authentically. We've been called to live in community, and spending hours a day mindlessly surfing, thinking we're making connections, truly can't replace that. And I know we have to be conscious about concerns related to safety during the pandemic, but do what you need to do to make yourself and others feel safe while not losing that personal connection. Sometimes all people need is to see somebody and talk to somebody face-to-face. Well, my second rule of thumb with social media is this, always pause before you publish. Here's why I say this, there are many posts we feel a personal connection to or feel personally invested in. Immediate likes, comments, and shares, whether good or bad, are never a good idea. We read the title of a post or an article and it resonates something with us before we ever investigate what it's truly about. I've seen so many articles, memes, comics, statements, and stories take over my social media feed. And many of them often have comments underneath where people question if the person that shared it ever actually read it or paused to think about how it would make others feel when they shared it. Sometimes we do need to share what God has laid on our heart and things we'll post won't make all of our subscribers feel like sunshine and rainbows. But when posting or sharing, Make sure you fully understand what the post is, what it's about, what it pertains to, and how the person it's being directed to will feel when they see and read it. Think of it like having an in-person conversation with someone and they, you know, throw a little slight at you or somebody in your company tells an inappropriate story and you, you want to laugh even when you know you shouldn't. You want to respond right away but the luxury of typing is the fact that you can pause. You can think about it, you can pray about it, and then you can respond. Proverbs 18.21 in the Amplified Version says this, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it and indulge in it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. The tongue is is powerful. And this verse, in a sense, can translate to the power of what we type, since we're essentially saying it. More often than not, we forget that what we type, the pictures we post, and the things we share are going out into a place where, you know, it's much bigger than we can comprehend. Friends see it, family members, co-workers, other church members, potential employers, your pastor, and more can see the things we post. And for some reason, people are much bolder online. It's like they can hide behind a screen. doesn't matter if it's anonymous or not. Sometimes by being distanced from each other physically, we feel stronger that we can type things we wouldn't say if we were looking somebody in the eye. So the next time before you make or share a post, think about it. Think about what you're typing. Think about what you're sharing. Like I said earlier, you have that luxury to pause, think about it, pray about it, and then respond. You know, it can go a long way if you do that in maintaining your reputation, both online and offline. So my third thing for you is to check your favorites. Do you really know all the people you're friends with? Do you believe in and support all the businesses that you follow? Do you understand and agree with their mission and support them in what they do? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with liking your cousin's business and sharing it with your friends to help them drum up business or you know, supporting a family member in an endeavor, but what about that news source you subscribe to and get updates from? Is it all gloom and doom? What about that gaming app that you get updates from that's suggesting things that go beyond your behaviors and really push your moral compass? We are constantly bombarded with things that don't include credible information. Sometimes we see it, and our heart's open to it, even though it's not always true. In this age where a story can spread faster than you can snap your fingers, we need to keep in check what we follow and what we read. Do you follow a newspaper whose headlines always seem to make you angry? Then unsubscribe or get a new source. And I know we say, oh, I just won't read that thing. No, listen to me unsubscribe, and get a new source. Follow a business that keeps advertising events that you think would be inappropriate to attend, stop following it. Just scrolling past or muting it doesn't fix the problem. It might make it go away for a little while, but it's really just hiding the issue. And the temptation is always there to go back to it. And my last point, when we do use social media, are we being a light? We are called to live a life that exemplifies Christ and we were created in his image. We should be beacons of hope, joy, and love. That doesn't mean our lives are perfect, but that means we can be a testimony for what he's done in our lives. Do we do that same thing on social media? Are we posting and spreading positivity? Are we sharing scriptures that God is using to speak to us? As a follower of Jesus, our presence on social media is not just representing us, but God and his kingdom. We're also representing our church and the body of Christ as a whole. And if those don't strike a chord with you, you're also representing your family. A great question I like to ask myself before posting something is, would I want my mother to see this? Now, if your mom is living a life that is completely contrary to God's word, then maybe that's not a good question to ask. But think of it like when you were growing up. If you had to look face-to-face to your mother and say something, How would she have responded to what you said? It's exactly the same thing when we type on social media. Think about that. This type of thing is something that causes many people to get a foul taste in their mouth about, quote, church people. I can't tell you how many people I've spoken to who will comment about how many people they know act one way for an hour on Sundays and then live a completely different life during the week. It seems like it's a show. This is not how we're called to live, act, or think. Philippians 2.5 says this in the NIV, In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. In this verse, Paul is referring to us living a life that mirrors the attitude, behaviors, mindset, and humility of Christ. And as Christians, we all have access to this, and we're all called to live this way. It kind of circles back to one of my earlier points about hiding behind the shade of technology. Are we the same person all the time, or just when it's convenient to impress others? Do we tout scriptures and praise Jesus just when we're around fellow believers, or also when we're around others in situations that differ widely from what we say our beliefs truly are? God holds our true identity. He has set his seal over our hearts and displays us to the world as his very own masterpiece of love. We should never doubt the burning love that he has placed within our soul. In that flame, we find him and hear his voice. Philippians 4 13 reminds us of this from the Amplified Version I can do all things which he has called me to do through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. With God's guidance and direction, we can be the same person 24 hours a day in person or behind a screen. As followers of Jesus, we are called to share the good news. Yes, there is a place for being realistic. And yes, we are human. And yes, we will make mistakes. And sometimes we'll make bad choices that don't represent who we truly are. But spreading negativity shouldn't be our default. Our default should be joy. Our default should be peace. Our default should be hope. So how have I handled these things? Well, The mute and unfollow buttons have come in very handy over the past four to six months. I'm not saying I've taken joy from unfriending people, but what I've delighted in is removing elements of negativity from my daily viewing and interactions. And though I do spend time on social media for various reasons, I spend significantly less time than I used to. The times of just wondrously and thoughtlessly flipping through status updates and stories just don't appeal to me like they used to. Sometimes I will like if I'm waiting for an appointment or waiting to pick up my son at a school event. But the fact is, is that I've prioritized having less time on social media in my life, which has allowed me to have less negativity in my life. I have more friends from church. I try to post scriptures and positive messages that have helped me. So as you reflect on your own use and involvement with social media this week, let me review the four points that I've highlighted. Remember that surfing isn't productive. Make sure to pause before you publish, check your favorites, and always be a light. The things we post and repost, tweet and retweet, need to be aligned with what we value as the people of God. They should speak to the entire world of our compass towards the kingdom and the hope that we have in Christ. If you have a way that you've been blessed by or been able to bless others through your use of social media or things you found that have been helpful in kind of curbing the ways that you use it, I would love to hear about it. Drop me a note and share your story. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Query Pro or my website, BrianQuery.com or our podcast website, QonQ.com. Well, that's our show for this week. Thanks for tuning in and thank you for supporting this adventure. Next time, I will be sharing about the next big thing and why the ones that society always puts in front of us always seem to promise more than they can deliver. But what God has in store for us really can be the next big thing. I really do appreciate you taking time to tune in. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you back here next time when we'll have more for you on Cue.